So um, good morning, everyone. My name is Susan and welcome to Unity Center for Positive Living. We're going to begin today with the daily word. And the word for today is illuminate. I welcome the light. Taking a moment to appreciate the beauty of a sunset, I realized that in another part of the world, the first rays of a rising sun are bringing light to a morning sky. Whether I can see it or not, the sun never stops shining. Somewhere, a new day is dawning. Much more brilliantly than the sun, the light of God, too, is always shining. Sometimes my thoughts may be so focused on a challenging life situation that I do not sense this divine light. Then in a flash of insight, I experience again the illuminating presence that, even in my darkest moments, is as near as my next thought. I affirm, let there be light. I breathe out frustration and worry. Breathing in, I am filled with the light of truth that illuminates my mind and shines from within my heart. And from Genesis 1-3, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. So we're going to start with singing Surely the Presence, and Joyce is going to accompany us. Thank you. And now we will say our opening statement. Let's all say this together. There is only one presence and one power active as the universe and as my life. I figure it. And if you can stand for a welcoming song, please do. We are going to sing Believe Me. If all, if all these enduring young all those Oh, I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> A little intro just to get you ready. Okay. Thank mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. 
So I think I'm the microphone. You're coming from up above. Thicker microphone. I'm here coming from up there. Just one of you. Hear anything from up there? Turn it Good to see you guys too. I guess that was Joanne. Maybe. Yeah, was Joanne. He's here again. Hi, John and Sherry. Hi, Fred. Hi. Yes, we're, we're good. Okay, I got to go back and do more slides. Bye. Bye. Joanne. <laughs> okay, I'm going to mute us now. Okay. Can you hear the music? And welcome, everybody. Can you guys hear the music? Oh, it's time. Okay. Can now. At the very end, we could. I think we just lost the music again. I don't think she's playing yet, Fred.
Fred, John, Sherry, can you hear any music? No. Neither can John and Sherry. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we can't hear anything. Oh, we hear each other real well. Yeah, we hear each other real well. We can sing it ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm glad I decided to turn the TV on in the garden room because otherwise they might not know. Yeah, well, I don't know. Somebody should be watching it, I would think. Well, Tom must be having technical difficulties. I just told Joanne to go over and let him know that we aren't hearing him. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to mute us again. Yeah, folks, Tom's having some definite audio issues with the, the laptop up there. Or maybe. So I'm going to run up and see if I can have him switch to using the laptop on Zoom instead. Okay, can you hear me in Zoom? Can you hear me in Zoom? Thumbs up if you can hear me. Very softly. Oh, okay. Yes, very softly. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, better. Okay. All right, today's message is detachment. The process of detachment. Desire is manifested from our power of love. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And the affirmation for today is, I am innately divine. I do not create false idols. Thank you, Joanne. <laughs> 
our meditation song today is Danny Boy. Our Creator, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, I am. I am thy kingdom come, I am thy will being done. I am on earth, even as I am in heaven. I am giving this day daily bread to all. I am forgiving all life, even as I am also all life forgiving me. I am leading all people from temptation. I am delivering all people from error. For I am the kingdom, I am the power, and I am the glory of God, an eternal, immortal manifestation. All this I am.
Right, and now it is time for our speaker. As many of you know, each week we have a different speaker. And on this second Sunday, we welcome our friend Audrey Pitchford, Unity license, license Unity teacher from Olympia, and she's going to be speaking about the 12 powers today, developing and expressing the 12 powers. So, Audrey. Thank you, Susan. Yes, it is slightly scary up here, sometimes an adventure. <laughs> Much like our spiritual journey, we are on an adventure. All right. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, John. Good morning, Fred. Good to see you. So I can get my slides going. Oh, hey, there we are. All right. So um, I um, wasn't wearing green today, but we have a few days to get it together. So happy St. Patrick's Day, anyone who's heritage or love of all things Irish. And Happy Lent. Lent is one of my favorite times of year. Uh, 40 days of letting go. We're going to talk more about this. Um, you know how I always uh, like having a good joke, though, so I have to tell you my Lent jokes before we get started. So um, I was going to give up um, lunch meat for Lent, but I couldn't just quit cold turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving up complaining for Lent. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, funny stuff. All right. I think it's funny. So like Susan mentioned, we're here in our series talking about this book, Heart-Centered Metaphysics by the Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck. And um, metaphysics is just a long word that literally means beyond the physical. And in unity, we also use the word metaphysics to refer to theology. So the process of looking at those big questions like, what is God? What is humanity? What is our relationship with each other? And we do all of this from a heart-centered perspective. So we're bringing love and compassion and oneness to these questions. It's more than simply a mental exercise. Now, as Susan mentioned, we're going to be talking today about developing and expressing the 12 powers. And we're going to talk about it during Lent because I already said this is one of my favorite times of the year. So uh, we're going to look first at the idea of Lent and then circle back around to the 12 powers and how they connect to uh, Lent. So first of all, what is Lent? And if, if you're on Zoom and you have something to share, I welcome you to put it in the chat and maybe Johnny or maybe Tom, I'm sorry, you can tell me if someone put something in the chat. Um, um, many folks who know me know I'm a teacher and I like asking you questions and hearing what you think. So uh, what is Lent? When you think about Lent, what do you think about? Easter. Okay, Easter. Thank you, Tom. Spring, yeah, the word Lent actually comes from uh, the word lengthen because the day is getting longer. Preparation. Preparation, thank you, Nancy, yeah. Any other thoughts? New life. New life. Release. Yeah, new life, release, beginnings, yeah, all of this. Okay. Um, I was read my talk by my spouse before. Um, uh, a Sunday, and he said, isn't Lent just something that the Catholics do? <laughs> so actually, no, there's many traditions that celebrate Lent. Roman Catholicism is one of them, but Eastern Orthodox, uh, several of the um, more closely related churches like Lutherans, Anglicans, but also several Protestant churches, including 
community. Charles Fillmore had stuff to say about Lent, which we're going to talk about today. So um, a couple other things about Lent. Lent is a 40-day time period. Now, if you're super into math, you will notice that Lent is actually more than 40 days. So the count doesn't include Sundays, and it also doesn't include some of the days toward the end of Holy Week. But in Unity, we practice metaphysical Bible interpretation. We practice looking beyond the physical, looking for a deeper meaning. And the number 40 actually comes up a couple times in the Bible. So when the Israelites left Egypt and left slavery, they were said to have wandered in the desert for... 40 years. 40 years, actually. 40 years, yeah. A long time. And um, that um, very few of them who left Egypt were the ones who actually made it into the Promised Land. When Jesus was tempted at the start of his ministry, he had gone into the desert to fast and pray for 40 days. And metaphysically, that number 40 signifies a couple things. It can signify a really, really long time, or it can just signify as long as it takes, that something might just take the time that it takes to happen. So that's our 40 days. And as Tom mentioned, we're preparing for Easter. And um, I'm going to have to put on my glasses to see what I'm talking about here. Um, we're preparing for Easter. And in many churches, as I mentioned, there's this idea of giving something up or some kind of practice related to Lent. So, um, kind of connecting back to one of my jokes from earlier. So I'll share one more joke before we continue. Um, I'm giving up negativity for Lent. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> so um, there is a tradition in some churches to give something up for Lent. So Lent was about preparing and sometimes about sacrificing with the idea of drawing closer to God. Now, when I was a child, um, the practice that I participated in for Lent was definitely about giving something up with the idea of suffering, that like Jesus had suffered and so we were supposed to suffer. And I did not like Lent very much. And I gave up things that I did not want to give up, like chocolate and candy and television and things like that. Yeah. Now, I do think that um, there can be many things we can give up and many levels of consciousness from which we give something up. So um, one of the um, practices that a good friend of mine has during Lent, and she's not part of Unity, she gives up her daily espresso drink and she contributes that money to a charitable cause. And I think that's a beautiful practice. I think sometimes giving up something in the outer, like chocolate or like television, or there's a Catholic practice to give up um, meat on Fridays, I think there can be value in that. I think that can help us connect with others around the world and in our own communities who don't have the level of abundance maybe that we have. So I think this can help us be more aware of um, some situations that some folks in the human family are a part of. And in Unity, our co-founder Charles Fillmore talked about this idea of giving up, not just as um, sacrificing something in our physical environment, but also looking at what can we give up in consciousness. And here's the reason why. In Unity, Easter, we see Easter as our raising of our spiritual consciousness to awaken to the divine within raising our spiritual consciousness to awaken to the divine within. And so Charles Fillmore looked at this idea of Easter and the traditional Christian idea of Jesus rising again from the dead. And he said, it's a symbol. It's a symbol of that divinity that is always in each of us. That's in me, that's in Susan, that's in Tom, that's in Nancy, that's in every person on the planet, not just people in a unity church on a Sunday morning who remember to set their clocks an hour ahead. And that this divinity is always present, whether we are aware of it or not. So, so instead of Lent being a time to become closer to God, because 
we can't be closer or further away from God because God is always with us. An idea of growing in our consciousness of that divine presence within us, within other people, within everyone in the planet. And so Charles talked about uh, using this idea of release uh, for something else, like releasing ideas that don't serve us, releasing the complaining, releasing the idea of worry or thoughts of lack or thoughts of I'm not enough, releasing what's in our consciousness to help us prepare for that awareness of our divinity within. All right, now I'll see, um, I'll see where, where I am in my notes here. All right. Oh, yes. So um, Joanne read from this great booklet. Is anyone else reading this booklet? This, yeah, this is great. So Unity puts out these little booklets. Um, uh, 40 Days of Letting Go is this year's. And this has a lot of great ideas of stuff to release. It has things like anger, competition, doubt. On every day, there's a topic to release. Now, um, I don't know about you. Um, if I'm trying to get rid of complaining, it might take me more than a day. <laughs> Maybe you're more advanced than I am, which I totally respect. And if you can do it in a day, that's awesome. For me, I might need to focus on it. And since there's 40 ideas in this booklet, part of my practice is to pick one idea every Lent. Uh, sometimes two if I'm feeling ambitious, but usually pretty much just one idea. And so this is a nice little resource that I'm going to go back to over and over to think about, well, what, what do I want to release now? What I'm focusing on releasing this year is the idea of worry. Um, and that's actually not in the booklet I noticed. I was like, hmm, okay, <laughs> maybe I need to write my own affirmation on that. Um, <laughs> but part of the Part of the benefit that I've seen in my life for this Lenten practice is um, with this idea of awakening to the divine within. I don't know about you, but there's times I fall asleep. There's times that I am not as mindful of that divinity within me and that divinity within others. And so I love having a practice that brings me back to that, to that idea. Now, um, in case you're sitting there thinking, okay, this is all well and good, but we we're going to talk about the 12 powers and how are these connected? <laughs> so Charles Fillmore wrote a book that's called Keep a True Lent. Keep a True Lent. And he actually talks about the 12 powers in that book. He has a reading for every day, including readings on the 12 powers. And he also talks about some ideas um, that he talks about why it is that we um, might need to release stuff. And he talks about some things that happen uh, in human lives. So the first of his, uh, and he uses long fancy words, the first of his long fancy words is generation. Basically, we're all born into this earth. Here we are. It all happened, maybe for some of us longer ago than others. We may or may not remember it, but we're here. So we were born into this human existence. And then the next thing that happens is what Charles calls degeneration. It's when we fall into that separation thinking or error consciousness. And in unity, the word sin basically means separation thinking, that we start thinking in our head we're separate from the divine. We start thinking in our head that other people are separate from us. And this is what leads to error thinking. And again, this is a very human process. It's very challenging to live in the world and not start thinking thoughts of separation. So these first two steps are um, pretty much um, universal. This last step, however, is a choice. And this is where we get to co-create our experience. This is where we get to uh, be a part of bringing about the good in our lives for the regeneration where we are more aware of our unity, our unification with the divine, where our spirit, soul, and body are all working together in spiritual oneness. And Charles said, well, how do we do this? What is the process of regeneration? So the first step is forgiveness or release of error thoughts. So again, back to this uh, 40 days of what are we letting go of? Um, and like I shared, my, my thing that I'm working on this Lent is worry. And there's a second part here as well. 
The second part is welcoming the Holy Spirit. So in unity, whenever we talk about release or letting go of something, we're always talking about the reason we do that is to make space for something better. So I'm releasing worry to invite into my life a greater experience of peace, a greater experience of ease. And even if we're releasing in our human world, we can still use this practice. So as an example, maybe my release is I decide to clean out my closet. Okay, getting rid of all those clothes that I don't wear anymore that don't fit me that, you know, for whatever reason I never liked anyway, I can release those clothes and I create in my closet room for clothes that I'm happier with, or maybe I'm creating room for greater space so that I can see things more easily in that closet. Or maybe I'm creating abundance for someone else who would love my clothes and they would be the perfect outfit that they're looking for. So whether we are focusing on release of something in the outer, like my friend giving up her, her latte to bless someone with the funds that that would have cost, or whether we're releasing something in our consciousness, we can always make room for something good. And the other thing that I really love about Lent and uh, Easter in unity is we know this experience, let me see if I can go backwards here, do something really fancy with these slides. We know this experience of Easter is not limited to Easter morning. We know that we can always have this awakening, this awareness of the divine within. And so Lent is the same way. We're not limited to the 40 days before Lent any time. If Lent's been going on and we haven't really been doing anything, we can always decide, hey, I'm going to start working on releasing something now. Or we can begin again if we forgot. Or after Easter ends, we can have another Lent if we want to and work on releasing either something else or the same thing. So I love that, um, that idea that we can always come back to it. As I mentioned, our Unity co-founder, Charles Fillmore, um, wrote about the 12 powers in his book, Keep a True Lent. And the 12 powers are 12 attributes of the divine that Charles identified that are in each person, and they're also in the divine because we each are expressions of the divine. So anything we can envision the divine being, we are as well. So God is love, we are love. God is understanding, we are understanding. And on this slide, the word that uh, relates to release is elimination. Uh, so sometimes it's also called renunciation. And um, I think the thing that's important to remember about the 12 powers is there's a lot of symbolism around the 12 powers. And so just as an example, Charles lined the 12 powers up with the 12 disciples. And Charles said, okay, Jesus represents that Christ or that divinity in each of us. The 12 disciples each represent the 12 powers, just like Jesus had his 12 followers all around him. We have our 12 powers around us at all times. And these are symbols. And so when we look at reading the Bible, one thing we practice in unity is metaphysical Bible interpretation, where we're looking at what do each of these characters mean as a symbol about my life? What do these characters mean to me? We don't necessarily take the Bible literally or as a, a work of history. Uh, we don't get super hung up onto whether things happen in there really the way they're written down or not, but we look at what is the meaning of this story to me. And so I wanted to refer to a story that brings about this idea of release. And this is from the book of Mark, chapter 18, verses 21 through 22. And Peter is having a conversation with Jesus. And Peter says, hey, Lord, if my brother or sister sins against me, how many times should I forgive them? As many as, I don't know, maybe seven times. And I think Peter is picking a number that he thinks is so large that Jesus will be like, no, no, you don't have to, you don't have to forgive for that many, not that many times. And Jesus' answer surprises Peter. And Jesus often surprised people, didn't he? Um, so there's a couple different translations for Jesus's answer. He said, you must forgive. One translation is 
um, 70 times, excuse me, 77 times. One translation is 70 times, seven times. So basically 490 times. And again, we're not talking about a literal number here. I believe what Jesus was talking about is you must forgive, you must release continually. It's not a one and done. It's an okay. ongoing process in our lives. Our bodies release every day, sometimes more than once. And sometimes the parts of our body that release what we don't need are not talked about with a lot of respect, not the same respect as like our heart or our brain. But the reality is, is if our bodies were to stop releasing, we would get very ill very quickly. And so we need this process of letting go. We need to release the stuff that doesn't serve us. Now, um, I've, uh, I've heard some people um, express an opinion that, you know, if I just prayed really right, I could just pray once and it would just be over and um, I would never have to, to pray again if I just prayed such an awesome, powerful prayer. Um, and I think, well, maybe, um, I don't know, I, it can happen. Um, last week, Reverend Terry at Unity of Olympia said something that really resonated with me. Um, she said, um, you know, addressing this question about why might we need to do something more than once? Why might we need to have a spiritual practice? Why might we need to release more than once? And she said, it's like a shower. Sometimes your shower wears off and then you need another shower. <laughs> and I see it in the same way. Sometimes our spiritual practice wears off and we need to uh, come back to it uh, or we can come back to it. We can also choose not to. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember to come back to it. So there's other symbols that represent the 12 powers. There's this great book called The 12 Holy Women of the Chalice where Reverend Letty Hammock lined up the 12 powers with 12 holy women in the Bible who were either relatives or friends of Jesus. And so if the disciples don't speak to you and you want some more divine feminine energy, uh, 12 Holy Women of the Chalice is a great, great book to look at for more symbolism. There are also bodily locations identified for each of the 12 powers, and they're kind of here with our little diagram with the person. There's actually six of them in the head and six of them in the body. And finally, there's different colors. Uh, there's actually gemstones identified with the, the 12 different powers. So, so as many symbols as we might imagine, there's those symbols out there. But now I want to get to that question about how do we develop and express our 12 powers? So knowing that all these powers are already in us, that we don't have to go out and find them, but they're already there, whether we know about them or not. Uh, what are some practices that you have tried or that you like for developing and expressing your 12 powers? Yeah, Terry. Meditation, yeah, great, thank you. We can meditate on a lot of stuff related to the 12 powers. We can meditate on the word, we can meditate on the color, we can envision it as a gemstone, we can meditate on the Bible story, we can come up with our own symbol. I have a friend who goes to the beach and collects heart-shaped rocks and she meditates on those. So yeah, great, great, thank you, Terry. Other strategies? Just, just awareness of the month okay yeah just awareness of the month so um a lot of times the 12 powers are lined up with a different month and um so thinking about the power during that month and taking time to focus on it the power of uh the month for the month of march is wisdom or discernment it's uh, the color is yellow i don't own any yellow clothes i was noticing this morning so i might need to go out and shop and buy some clothes that's another way of focusing on the colors, thinking about what do I have in my wardrobe that reminds me of yellow, that reminds me of the power of wisdom. Yeah, any other ideas? Well, I'll share some more that I came up with. Um, um, journaling. So journaling about what does wisdom mean to me? What does release mean to me? What does faith mean to me, um, or any of these powers. 
another, another step that we can take, and sometimes we do this in meditation, um, affirmations. And the most basic affirmation is God is, I am. God is release, I am release. God is wisdom, I am wisdom. Oh, I like this one. A friend of mine does artwork. She makes a, like a collage uh, with pictures she cuts out of blessings, pictures she cuts out of uh, magazines uh, reflecting the 12 powers, or um, making jewelry with beads from the 12 powers. I think another way of developing and expressing these powers is looking at focusing on more than one of them at a time. So in our reading today that Joyce read, Joanne. Oh, I'm sorry, that Joanne read, thank you very much. She read about the process of detachment. And uh, I don't know if anyone noticed, today's reading was actually by uh, Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck. It's almost like he knew we were gonna be talking about his book. Um, but he talks about um, desire is manifested from our power of love. Excessive desire gives rise to unhealthy attachment and the, the way to detachment is to use our powers of discernment, understanding, and will to moderate our power of love. And so he talks about using more than one of these powers at the same time to balance each other out. So an example might be, um, you know, uh, if, if I'm looking at the power of love, it might be that I decide um, I really need this one particular sweater and only this sweater is going to make me happy and I'm going to be miserable if I don't get this sweater and I'm just going to cry myself to sleep every night if I don't get this sweater. Um, so we can bring in understanding and discernment and wisdom and ask ourselves, are there other sweaters? Are there other things that will make me happy? Uh, what is the reason why I'm so focused on this sweater? Not that it's bad or wrong to want things. And when we can bring in other powers, we can be this one. Could, could there be something better for me than this one particular sweater out there? Our biblical story that we looked at a little bit earlier today, um, when Peter was asking Jesus, how many times should I forgive? We know that forgiveness and release are very close together, and Peter represents the power of faith. So I think sometimes when we're in the time of Lent and we're looking at releasing, it can be helpful to think about faith. Like, why am I working to let go of worry? Why should I let go of criticism and complaining? Maybe that's worked for me for many years. Why should I let go of anything that this book suggests I might consider letting go of? Oh, maybe it's because I want to have a deeper experience of faith, that awareness of the divine in everyone and everything, including myself. So what other powers might go with the power of release? Imagination. Imagination, yeah, yeah. Can you say more, Tom? Imagination, is, for me, is comes as much um, from spirit as it does at all from me. So that there are always other options that I just need to be open for. Great. Yeah, thank you. The idea of using imagination to be open to other options. Maybe if I release something, I become more open to imagination. I can use my imagination more easily to see other possibilities. Thank you. What else might go with the power of release? Faith. Faith, yeah, absolutely. The awareness that I'm releasing things that don't serve me because I believe the divine is in everyone and everything. Yep. Thank you, Penny. This is a trick question. Every one of those. Books. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Johnny. Johnny says this is a trick question. Every one of those powers can go with the power of release. Yes, Johnny, you're correct. Right. So remember that when we're releasing something, we don't have to just focus on that one power. We can bring in other powers. For example, maybe we need to bring in love and have compassion for ourselves, you know, because I could decide, oh, I'm going to focus on um, releasing worry and then I could start beating myself up and say, oh, I'm such a terrible person. I worry all the time. Or I can bring in compassion and say, yeah, I've been doing this for a while and, uh, and I'm ready for a change. And I completely love and accept myself as I am. 
We can focus on release and bring in the idea of order, understanding that it might take me a while to release worry if I've been doing it for 52 and a half years. <laughs> it might take me, maybe I'll release a little bit this Lent. Maybe next year Lent I'll release a little bit more. We might also bring in the idea of strength. If we're releasing something that's really challenging for us, if we're releasing something like complaining or gossiping or negativity or something um, that uh, I sometimes feel when I'm watching the news. Um, yeah, so we can focus on the power of strength and recognizing that I'm not doing this on my own. The power of the Most High is with me in everything that I do. I have the ability to do what is mine to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so. As we prepare for Easter uh, and our awakening to the divine within, uh, I am so um, grateful for all the support that we have on our spiritual journey for tools like this booklet with ideas of things to release, for tools like our 12 powers, knowing that we're never alone, that we're always in community, that we have each other as encouragement, and we can know that the Most High is with us at all times, even if we feel very far away from the divine, recognizing that that divinity is right here, right now, and that our spiritual journey is part of growing in that awareness. And so uh, I invite us all to continue exploring the ways that our 12 powers serve us, and continue exploring what we want to do during Lent, whether it's giving up something like chocolate or television or giving up those ideas and consciousness that no longer serve us. As we go into meditation, we're gonna combine one other power with the power of release. And we're gonna bring in the power of power. So the power of power sometimes is called um, dominion. And it's about the ability to shift. It's about the ability to change. It's about when we're catching ourselves going down a path of maybe worry, using that as a reminder to say, oh, I'm letting go of that because I'm ready for peace in my life. And power is also using our voice. It can be singing. And there's this great song related to release that some of you may have heard. It's um, by Ricky Byers and Michael Bernard Beckwith. And so to lead into our meditation, I'm going to invite us to sing this song together three times. If you know the song, you're welcome to sing along. If you don't know it, you're welcome to, you know, see if you're able to pick it up as we go along or hum along. If you don't like to sing, I invite you to, to bring this song into your consciousness as we take it into meditation. So please feel free to join me whenever you feel ready. We're gonna take this uh, song three times and then go into the silence for a while. So I invite you right now to go ahead and settle in to whatever feels physically comfortable for you in your chair. And if your eyes are open or closed, whatever works for you, if you need to have them open to see the words, that's. That's great too. I might need to have them open to see the words here. And please join me when you're ready. I release and I let go. I let the Spirit run my life. And my heart is open wide. Yes, I'm only here for God. No more struggle, no more strife. With my faith, I see the light. I am free in the spirit. Yes, I'm only here for God. Second time, I release and I let go. I let the spirit run my life. And my heart is open wide. Yes, I'm only here for God. No more struggle, no more strife. With my faith, I see the light. I am free in the spirit. Yes, I'm only here for God. Last time. I release 
and I let go. I let the Spirit run my life, and my heart is open wide. Yes, I'm only here for God. No more struggle, no more strife. With my faith I see the light. I am free in the Spirit. Yes, I'm only here for God. And I invite us to take a few moments in the silence, feeling that sacred release. So we let go, we release what does not serve us, whether it is extra clothes in our closet, whether it is ideas in our consciousness that we're ready to eliminate so that we can move forward. We know that release does not cause a sense of loss or lack, but it's about creating space for that greater awareness that greater experience, that greater expression of the divine. We know that we are ready. We are on our Lenten journey. We are open and receptive to that greater awareness of the divine in our lives, in each other, and as ourselves. And for this journey, this ability to release and our ability to welcome that Easter experience. We're so, so grateful. So we say thank you, God. Thank you, Audrey. So many great ideas woven together. You have 40 days and 40 days and forever to practice it all. Thank you. It's time for our offering now. We want to thank everyone who has donated to Unity by Bail. And we continue to appreciate any checks that are sent to the church at 800. South Pearl Street, Centralia 98531. You can also donate on the website at unityofcentralia.net. And of course, we thank you for your donations of time and talent as well. So let's say our offering prayer together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am.
the best. Okay, so <clears throat> let us bless these gifts. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly, and so it is. And so it's time for our healing prayer. If there are any people, situations that you would like to focus our collective group healing energy on, you could speak them out or hold them quietly in your hearts. Chris and Vern and John. Sophia and Kai. For all of those we've named and those we are holding quietly, we say, Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. And together we will say the prayer of protection. <clears throat> the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And it's time for song. And while we are and uh, joining hands in preparation. I'd like to thank Audrey for her talk today, uh, Joyce for the fabulous St. Patrick's Day music, for Joanne for the reading, Tom for the preparation this morning for our online and in-house service. And I think that's everybody. For anybody who brought any treats for us to eat later, yay. <laughs> Yes, yeah.